Good morning and welcome to worship today at Kern Church. My name is Will. I'm the pastor. It's a joy to be with you all today. Here at Kern Church, we're committed to creating belonging and hope by connecting you to a life renewed by Jesus and deeply committed to other folks. And that's my hope for you today is that you experience that sense of hope and belonging. Well, I want to say a, a, a prayer this morning as we get started for worship. So let's pray. God, thank you so much for this time and this space to gather with others to worship you. I pray that your spirit is uplifted as people worship you, and I pray that you open the hearts of all that are here, uh, whether they're joining online or whether they're here this morning, to experience whatever it is that you desire for us to experience. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Uh, today, church, we are, are talking about prayer, and uh, if, uh, if, you're, if you're new here or if you are exploring Christ, you may be thinking, okay, great, the church is talking about prayer. That's pretty cliche. And so, um, you know, here we are. But here's the thing when it comes to prayer. Prayer is something that, that people have in common in such a big way. Because regardless of, of, of whether people go to church or not, regardless of really if people express faith or not, uh, research tells us that people pray. In fact, the research firm Barna found that the most, um, the most common spiritual practice for Americans is prayer. In fact, I think we probably have that in common more than just about anything these days because it's, we, the research says that about 94% of Americans have prayed at least once in the past three months. And so, if you look at anywhere else, I don't think you could get a group of 94% of Americans to agree on just about anything these days. Uh, but but uh, 94% of us said that we, we have prayed in, in the past three months. This means that, that prayer is something that you and I and almost everyone in, in our community and in our, in our country has in common. And, and this is really... Um, really kind of interesting, to me at least, because we're at the beginning of this whole election cycle, and I'm dreading the whole thing, um, so maybe we have that in common, maybe you're dreading it too, but it, it's easy to focus in the election cycles, it's easy to focus on things that, that people disagree about. I mean, that's, that's, why, that's why candidates do what they do. It's easy to focus on, on things that people disagree about, but as much as society is defined by what we disagree in, there is so much there that we believe also in prayer. As much as we disagree with people, we also believe in prayer. And as much as there are people who disagree with you politically, they also believe in prayer, and I know that's really hard sometimes to imagine that, that anybody could, that who would be so crazy enough to disagree with you politically might also believe in prayer, but, but it, is, it is true. It's just where we are today. So today we're going to spend some time talking about prayer, and my hope for you is that this is helpful, that, that this is helpful, because whether, whatever your relationship with prayer is, my hope is that it is helpful, because I think that wherever you are starting with prayer. Maybe you pray like one time in the past three months, or maybe you pray every day. But wherever you are in your relationship with prayer, I think there's always, always room for improvement. And so right now what I want to do is um, to do something that it might be dangerous, I don't know. But I, I want to take just, uh, just a poll, okay? And, and so I want to invite you to, uh, to be a little vulnerable for a second. I'm going to do it too. Uh, to, to raise your hand if this might describe you. Do you believe in the power of prayer 
But maybe you, uh, raise your hand if you believe in the power of prayer, but maybe you can admit that you don't pray as much as you want to or as much as you think you should. Does that, exp- you know, talk, yeah, okay. Or, or, maybe, or maybe you believe in the power of prayer, but you just kind of struggle with how to pray. Like, how am I, I supposed to do this? And, and that, that might explain or that might describe you as well. And, and so the reason that I ask you to, to raise your hand is, is not so that I can then, you know, like write your names down and like send you a track on prayer and, and make sure I've got like, you know, everybody. The, the reason I did that is because I wanted you to just see that other people are raising their hands too. That other people are raising their hands. That I, that I myself, you know, am raising my hand. That even though prayer is America's most popular spiritual practice, I mean, that sounds like an ad campaign in itself. Join in America's most popular spiritual activity um, featured. I, that's really bad. Anyways, but um, anyways, but 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 like prayer, even though it is popular, it is something that everybody needs help with. And and if it's something that you want to want to grow with, there's a still a lot of people that, that that there's a still a lot we don't know about prayer. A lot of people that a lot of things that people don't know and that you can experience in prayer that we may not be experiencing in prayer. And so we're in the middle of this message series called A Better Way, where we're looking, I'm inviting you to look for a better way of living in the world. And by looking for a better way of living, what we're doing is we're looking at the life of Jesus. Not so much we're looking at what Jesus taught, but not just what he taught. We're also looking at how Jesus lived his life and, and, and trying to see, you know, is there a better way by looking at the way that Jesus lived, there, lived his life? And if there's one thing that's true about the way that Jesus lived his life, it's that he prayed. And Jesus prayed a lot. Jesus was going around and praying all the time. He would get away. He was praying all the time. So the better way of living in the world, the better way of living in the world is the way that Jesus showed us, and that's living in a way that is full of prayer. The problem with this is that so many people who are exploring Jesus or so many people who are following Jesus struggle with how to pray. I mean, we struggle with, are we praying enough? Are we praying in the right ways? Or maybe you think you should be praying more. And so that begs the question, if Jesus lived the way of prayer, why do so many of his followers or people who are just exploring him struggle with prayer? Well, another pastor, a guy by the name of Craig Rochelle, he helped develop some of these ideas. He, he says that there's three basic uh, reasons that uh, people struggle with prayer. And I, I thought I'd share them with you because I think that, that they're true. Uh, the first is that oftentimes people lack focus. Now, I, I don't know about you, but have you ever been praying and um, you just like fall asleep and then you wake up and you're like, oh, I never said amen. Like, that's the word that usually comes at the end of a prayer. And sometimes, when I'm struggling to sleep, what I'll do is I'll start praying, and, um, and that, that, like, helps me fall asleep on occasion. Or, or maybe, maybe you're, you're, you know, you're praying, you're praying, you're praying, you're thinking, oh, wait, I need to mow the grass, I, I got to get the leaves up, I, I, I need to go uh, pick up the kids, and we got to run this errand, we got to do this, this, or, you know, get this on the grocery list. And so, so many times, perhaps, that, that uh, you lack focus when it comes to praying. Your mind starts wondering the somewhere else other than where you are. So one of the reasons that people struggle with prayer is because of lack of focus. Another one reason that people struggle with prayer is a lack of confidence. Have you ever thought that, you know, there are some really powerful people when it comes to prayer? We, we've, got a, we've got a small group of, of people that, that, that pray every single week at the church for the church, for our community, 
for, for me, and, and I'm so thankful for this time. And, and so sometimes I'll reach out to them because I know that they are going to pray and they're going to take this prayer seriously. And so, so sometimes perhaps you might ask somebody that, that you know that is really good at praying to, to pray for you. And sometimes we call these people like, like prayer warriors as if um, you yourself aren't good enough in the whole thing. And so, so you're asking people who are experts in prayer to, to pray, but you might lack confidence in yourself. You know, like the only prayer that I know is, you know, uh, bless this food, God, and let's eat real quick. And so we don't have to pray anymore. Like that's just like, that's the quick prayer. Maybe you know that one. Um, you, maybe, maybe you taught your kids a, a, a short prayer uh, when, they, when they were growing up or if they're going up. Like, uh, what's the, um, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord. Uh, my soul to keep if I should die before. That's a terrible thing to teach a toddler, by the way. Don't teach your toddler to start thinking about death before they sleep. They don't sleep. Anyways, um, but some of us just feel as if we don't really know how to pray and struggle with it. And, and so if, you, if somebody was going to ask you to pray, you, you don't even know what that means sometimes. And so some of us lack confidence. Some of us lack focus. Some lack confidence. And, and others, I think, lack faith lack faith. You, you might sort of, of pray and, and you kind of hope that it works, but you're not really sure that it works. You, you, you prayed perhaps for a, for a relative. Maybe you prayed for, for your mom who was really sick and, 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 and you, you, you was like, God, please heal this person, and, and they didn't get healed. Or maybe you pray for a friend who's struggling with addiction, but yet they're still struggling with addiction and, and, and you're not really sure what to do. Or maybe you, you, you just have tried praying and it just hasn't seemed to work and you, and you wonder, is there even any point? That prayer might work for some, but maybe you believe that prayers doesn't really work for you. you know, for some, maybe this brings you to a place where you wonder, maybe I should just give up on prayer and, and, and not really... Try to, try to pray all that often. So when you think about the reasons that, that so many, and, and maybe the reasons that you uh, struggle with prayer, I want you to know there is a better way, and Jesus shows us a better way of, of prayer. And so let's take a few moments to, to understand how Jesus prayed, and I think hopefully help us understand what this better way of, of prayer is. Some have this idea that prayer is just something that you do. And maybe, and prayer is something that you do, but, but some have this idea that prayer is like the vending machine. You know, you put the quarter in, you turn the knob, and you get your gumball, and, and then you can go about your day and, and be happy. Or maybe it's one of those really fancy ones where you have to put the four quarters in and turn it a certain way, and so you can get the toy out of the vending machine. And, and so you, you're trying to figure out, like, like, prayer is this thing you put a certain input in, and you get a certain input out. And others, you know, if, if prayer is not like a vending machine, sometimes maybe prayer is like that... Um, like the lunch trays you used to get, you get at school where you have the, the different compartments for your food. The square pizza goes here, the, the corn goes here, the, the milk cup goes, or milk carton goes over here, and none of it ever touches. And sometimes we treat faith like that and prayer. And so like we have this part of our life over here, this part over here, and maybe church and prayer over here. And, and we make sure that they don't intermingle and don't, don't, don't mix up because it's just like one thing that we do. Jesus, though, teaches us that prayer, it's not just something that you do. Oftentimes that's what we think, but Jesus teaches us that prayer is not something that you just do. Instead, prayer is a way of life. And what do I mean by this? The, the, the reality is, is that Jesus just prayed 
through, throughout his whole life. It seemed like he was praying all the time. I want to tell you just some of the, the different... I'm going to go through these quickly, but just kind of highlight some, some times that, that Jesus prayed. For example, he prayed at his baptism. He, he prayed in the morning before going on a trip. He was going to Galilee, and so he got up early in the morning and he prayed. He, he prayed all night before he chose his disciples. Stayed up all night praying. He gave thanks to God, so he prayed before he fed people. He fed 4,000 people, and he prayed before he did it. He prayed for little children, and then when he was nailed on the cross, Jesus stopped and prayed, and prayed a very powerful prayer, asking God to forgive those that were hurting him. And then he also prayed a blessing on bread that he ate with others after his resurrection. This is just a short sampling. And if you want a full list, what you can do is inside your worship program, there's a, there's a next steps QR code. If you scan that QR code or go to kernchurch.org slash next, the, the very thing, the very top uh, link that you can click on says, um, it says like how Jesus prayed. And so if you click on that, you can see a graphic that has a whole bunch of the ways that Jesus prayed and how he prayed um, really throughout all of the, all of the New Testament. And you can just look at that and look those scriptures up if you want to learn more about how Jesus prayed and, and kind of dig deeper there. I wanted to, to give that to you. So just scan that QR code and click that top, top link on how Jesus prayed. And you can see some of the ways that Jesus prayed as prayer as a way of life. He woke up early in the morning. He, 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 he prayed in the midday. He prayed in the evening. He prayed all night. Prayer as a way of life. Jesus taught that prayer was not just a thing you do, but prayer was a way of life. Prayer is the way you live. And I know that you might be thinking, that's good for Jesus, um, but I have too much to do. I mean, some, sometimes we think that, that, that why, be, Christians believe that Jesus was God, and, and so because Jesus was God, that means that, that he didn't have as much to do or he was better with time management. But Christians also believe that Jesus was fully human. And so when you take this idea, I don't know how Jesus was able to do it all, but he struggled with some of the same limitations that we do. And, 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 and so it's easy to think, you know, maybe that was good for Jesus. Maybe he was better. But what do, what do I do? I, don't, I have too much to do. I have too much on my mind. And here's the thing, I get that because I have a lot to do. I have a, uh, I have a lot on my mind. But if you're always doing... And if you're always going, you're going to wear yourself out. You know that's true. If you're always giving and you're always doing something, you are going to wear yourself out. Think about right now uh, of the turmoil that's going on in our world. I already mentioned we're at the beginning of another election cycle and a presidential election cycle. And it's gearing up to be ugly and stressful um, amongst other things, perhaps. And, and maybe you're thinking about this and you're, you're worrying about the wars that are going on. You're worrying about the economy. You're worrying about big picture stuff for, for our nation. And on top of this, your, your kid is struggling in school. Your marriage is on the rocks. And, and, and you're not sure what that spot on your skin is. That, and you know you need to get that checked out too. Like all the things that are going on in life you know, how are you supposed to have time to pull back, to get away in the morning, to, to pray all night as Jesus might have done? What are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to find time for prayer? But if you're always doing, you're going to wear yourself out. And so try doing all that without God. It's hard. You're going to be exhausted. I know in the midst of the hard stuff, in the midst of the, the really hard stuff, I need God. 
I need God just to get through, and so I have to pray. I have to, have to be able to figure out, the, figure out things with God because I can't do it on my own. I'm not strong enough. And the origin for the word pray, I think, even speaks to this. Our, our English word that we, that we know as pray comes from a Latin word, and so some of you might like language stuff, and if so, this might be interesting. If not, it's not. But um, the, the, the English word pray comes from a Latin word known as precarious. And if, if precarious sounds familiar, it, we have a word like that in English. It's precarious. And, and so it, it's, it, I think this speaks to the idea that we pray not when life is all easy and not when life is just all good. I mean, it's important to pray then too. But, but we don't pray just because we have a lot of free time on your hands. But you pray because life is precarious. You pray because life is precarious. It's too big for your head and your heart to handle alone, and so you, so you need help. You really need help, and so you give that precarious life to God. And when you give it to God, and you start living prayer as a way of life, you grow closer to God. And here's what Jesus had to say about this, and, and one of Jesus' followers, Matthew, tells us what Jesus had to say. And this comes from Matthew chapter 6. And I'm going to be sharing this from, from a translation of the Bible that's really more of a paraphrase called the message. Um, but Jesus says that when you pray and when you live your life in the way of prayer, the focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense His grace. So as you begin to live prayer in your life, your focus will shift from you and the, and the precarious nature of your world and the precarious nature of, of your health or whatever's going on in, in your realm and will begin to shift to God and His grace. And as you begin to sense God and His grace, the precarious things of this world shift from you and you, you grow a deeper reliance on God and your life becomes more manageable as you learn and as you live this better way of prayer. And this better way of prayer, prayer is not just an action that you do, prayer is the way that you live. To help followers of Jesus understand this, this way of prayer as a, as, a, as a way of life, an early church leader, a guy by the name of Paul, once wrote a letter to, to another congregation and, and told them that they should pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. He was writing to a, a group called the Thessalonians. And, and this, is a, this is a calling to pray continually, to pray through your whole life, to never stop praying, and to live prayer as a way of life. Now, if you've ever heard this, this verse before, to pray without ceasing, perhaps you're like me and it caused more like heartburn than, than anything else because it sets, seemingly sets this high bar of like, if, if, I'm not pray, if I'm not praying without ceasing and I'm thinking about the basketball game or, or I'm thinking about the, the, the project that I, I need to get done, you know, like I'm, I'm messing up. I'm not really praying as I should. And because it can seem to, to put like this super high standard on what God wants from prayer. And, and maybe you feel that way. And, and I think that that would be true if prayer was just an action. If prayer was just one more thing that you had to put on your to-do list to try to get done. Because if it was, that means you have to get something else off. That means you have to take something else off of your to-do list that's already jam-packed and, and that's, then that's already busy. But prayer, but prayer the way Jesus teaches us. Prayer is just not an action that you do. Prayer is a way of life. It's the way that Jesus prayed. 
wherever you live, whatever's going on, as you walk through your life. And to help, you, uh, to help you, I hope, live into this better way of prayer, I want to give you three things, and these are really simple things, that I, I have learned recently that I think that can help think about prayer. And, and there are three like, basic, basic things that you can take with you, perhaps, and help live this better way of prayer. And, and that's when it comes to praying, keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. Like Three things. Keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. When it comes to the first one is keep it simple. You know, prayer is not about flowery language or, or trying to just say the right thing. I mean, that's not what prayer is about. Sometimes uh, people get this idea that only certain like professional Christians or, or pastors or, or, or like choir leaders or band leaders can be the ones to pray because they know the right words to say. Or, but that's not what prayer is about. Prayer is not about saying the right thing. Prayer is just about simply being with God. I think about, I think about the difference between uh, like a first date and a, a mature relationship. And, and I'm, I want to say like a disclaimer, I have no idea what it's like to date. Um, I married, uh, married Hope when I was like 21, okay? So I don't know what it's like to date as an adult. Uh, but if, if I were thinking about dating as an adult, I, I would imagine that you want to make a good impression on your, on your the person that you're going to date. So you're going to, you know, um, get dressed up a little bit. You're going to be on your best behavior. You're going to try to make a good impression. And then you're also going to try to hide some of the ugly parts about yourself and not let them in on how annoying your, 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 like, your family is or, or those annoying ticks that you carry around. You're not going to let them know how, how, um, you forgot to brush your teeth that morning or, or anything like that. You're, you're, you're not going to let them know those ugly things. Now, if you fast forward, you think about a mature relationship, maybe you do need to get dressed up sometimes and be fancy sometimes in that mature relationship. But what happens is that other person often knows you more and knows you better than you even know yourself. And so the difference is not the things you do, but it's how you be. And so you were able to just be with the other person. You can really be yourself and not allow the, the, the things you're trying to hide to keep you from experiencing life. And I think that's what it's like to really pray with God because God knows you. Even when you try to hide things from God, God knows you. And so prayer and just keeping it simple is just about, it is just about experiencing God and keeping it simple. Here's what Jesus had to say, and I've already read a little bit of this from Matthew chapter 6. Here's what I want you to do, Jesus says. Find a quiet, secluded place so that you won't be attempted to role play before God. Just be there. Just, just be there. As simply and honestly as you can imagine. And then the focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense His grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. But don't fall for that nonsense. This is your Father you're dealing with. And He knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. So Jesus is just saying, you know, be simple with God. Just be there. God already knows what you need. God already knows what's going on. Don't try to put on airs. Don't try to perform. Just simply be with God. So the first thing was keep it simple. And the second thing is keep it real. 
And, and this is related to keeping it simple, but basically it just means there's, there's no need to pretend with God. There's no need to pretend. Just keep it real. Talk about real life. You know, God, thank you for the sunrise this morning. I mean, the, the, the sunrise was particularly beautiful this morning. There was like colors in the air, and, and um, if you're watching this later on, maybe you have a, a, like a, a bad sunrise, but this sunrise, this day, which is February 4th, was beautiful. And just, God, thank you for the sunrise. Or God, thank you for that amazing cup of coffee. I don't think I could have made it without the second one. God, thank you for that. Or, or just a simple, you know, God, I, so-and-so is really struggling right now. Can you just help them a little bit? Nothing flowery, nothing, nothing amazing, just, just keeping it real. And, and sometimes it means when you keep it real is that you just admit to God that you don't know what to pray. You know, if you, you're one that struggles with confidence on how to pray, this is especially true. Sometimes you just got to admit, you know, God, I feel like I need to pray right now, but I don't even know what to say. And sometimes this happens to me. Sometimes people will come to me with really hard situations in life and and, 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 and I don't know what to say. I don't have the words to say. I don't even know sometimes what to ask people to pray for in the midst of, of really complex situations. And so I just ask that God is there. And, and that God will help us know how to pray. And, and this has basis in, in early Christian teachings because the, the same person that wrote and told us to pray continually also, also wrote to another church and, and, and talked about being real in prayer. And, and he said this. He said in the same way, the Spirit comes to help our weakness. We don't know what we should pray. I mean, this, is, this is Paul, who's one of the great spiritual leaders of the, of the early church and somebody that people look to on a daily basis around the world for guidance. And he says, you know, sometimes we don't know what to pray or what we should pray for, but the Spirit comes. The Spirit Himself pleads our case with unexpressed groans. The one who searches hearts knows how the Spirit thinks. Because he pleads for the saints consistent with God's will. So what Paul is saying here is that, is that it's okay to not know what to pray because when you don't know what to pray, God's Spirit is right there with you in unexpressed groans and praying in ways that we don't even know, just being present. So keeping it real sometimes means just being real with yourself and not knowing how to pray, but just asking God to pray, to pray on your behalf. And so that these three things are keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. Just don't stop praying. Just don't stop. Even when things get hard, even when you're not sure, um, or you mess things up, or you forget things, just remember to keep it up. Because God's not through with you. God just wants to be with you. God just wants to hear your prayers. And so when you're living prayer as a way of life, as Jesus taught it, just remember to keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. So are you ready to live this better way? Are you ready to live this, this better way? Are you ready to live prayer in your life the way that Jesus lived prayer in your life? Are, are you ready to, to keep it simple, keep it real, and to keep it up? If so, I think you're ready for this prayer. I think you're ready to live prayer as a way of life and, 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 and may it enrich where you are each and every day. I want to say a word of prayer for you right now. God, thank you so much. For this time together with these people. I, I pray that as each one is, is, is trying to figure out prayer in their lives, that you will help them. We know that prayer is the most popular spiritual practice in, in our nation. 
And I ask, oh God, that, that prayer not just becomes popular, but prayer becomes a way of life. A way of life for people of faith, a way of life for people that are seeking you, and a way of life for each one, especially here at Kern Church. I pray that you would help each of us to keep it simple, to keep it real, and to keep it up so that we can follow after your way and live prayer as a way of life. Give this all to you. In your blessed name we pray. Amen. Amen. Go out this week keeping it simple, keeping it real, and keeping prayer up. Go with the blessing of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.